and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I am your host, Jamie, and I am so glad that you are here. Welcome to 2016. We made it. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me, and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. One of today's sponsors is Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey Tees is a small home-based business designing t-shirts that are as stylish as they are comfortable. Their high-quality products come from ethical producers and are never made in a sweatshop. They then add their one-of-a-kind designs, resulting in tees, tanks, and sweatshirts that you will love wearing to show off your personal style. Milk and Honey creates t-shirts that you'll want to wear dressed up for dinner or happy hour, rather than just with your sweats on the couch. Go to milkandhoneytees.etsy.com to check out all of Milk and Honey's Simply Stylish Tees. This month, special for you happy hour listeners, they have a code, happy hour, at your checkout, and you will receive 15% off your purchase. 15% 15% off, guys. It's milkandhoneyteas.etsy.com. Also, I highly recommend you follow them on Instagram. Check them out at milkandhoneyteas. They always list lots of products and sales and specials over there. I personally have some of these t-shirts and love them. Super soft. I have Texas on it with camo on the pocket. Super cute. Uh, milkandhoneyteas.etsy.com. Guys, today you're listening to episode number 70, and my guest is Aaron Ivy. And if this is your first time to listening, then you might not know, but Aaron is my husband, And he's the only male guest so far that's ever been on the show and probably forever will be on the show. We actually talk about that for a little bit. If you're a longtime listener, you might remember him from episode 31. So this is actually the second time he's joined me. And we had a lot of fun. I love having Aaron on the show because he makes me laugh a lot. Um, But he's also full of wisdom. Today we're talking about moving into our new home, books that we're reading or not reading, Of course, I ask him the three things he's loving, and we even answer some of your questions about marriage and ministry and being creative, and there is a moment where I even make him a little bit uncomfortable during the show, but I reassured him that all the listeners are women, so I don't think you're going to be uncomfortable. Just he was uncomfortable. You'll know what I'm talking about when you hear it. Guys, if you want to send us a message about anything from the show, we really would love to hear from you. I am at Jamie underscore Ivy on Twitter, and Aaron is at Aaron Ivy. Seriously, we love to hear from you guys. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. First show of the year, 2016 is going to be awesome. Here is my conversation with my sweet husband, Aaron Ivey. Well, welcome to 2016 on the happy hour. (laughs) Um, This is my husband, Aaron, and I decided to have you back on because last time I had you on, everyone loved the show. Well, I'm very uh, honored by that and thankful that you would invite me back. The second male you've ever had on your podcast. No, you're the only male I've ever had. It's the second show. Right, but you've had me on twice, so technically I'm the second male you've ever yeah. had. Yeah, this episode 70. It's a lot. When I told you I wanted to start a podcast, did you ever think I'd get to episode 70? No. How far do you think I would get? One. Just one? Yeah, you had the first one with Amy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's cute. That's, that's fun, cool. a little hobby. Yeah. Who's been your favorite guest so far? Uh, <laughs> you did the same exact thing to me last time. It was like a trick. You were trying to see how many I've listened to and if I've listened to any of them. So since then, who's been your favorite guest? Since Amy? <laughs> since the last time you were on my show. Um, well, I would, I'd say the, my favorite guest that you've had on so far would be me. Mm-hmm. Just because I think it's good that you're having, like, diversity. Diversity. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, not all females. You have uh-huh. 
One male. One so male. I think mm-hmm. that's showing that you care about diversity. Okay, you know what? I really don't need to be valued by you listening to my show. No, I value you a lot. I know you value me, and you don't have to listen to the happy hour, I promise. I do. How many times have I called you on the road while Just I'm three. driving? Just three. Because when I told you that the three show... Three out of 70? That's pretty <laughs> awesome. And one was yours. <laughs> when I told you I wanted to start the show and I told you the premise for it, you're like, that actually sounds like the worst thing I can ever imagine listening to is two women talking. <laughs> Okay, but we might have already talked about this, so let's jump into the biggest thing that's happened to us last year. We moved. We moved. We're moving. I feel like we should say still. It does feel like we're still like still in the process of moving. So yesterday marked two weeks since we moved into our new house, and although I will say after a week, there are very few boxes left in this house. Actually, I'm looking at them. They're right behind me. Yeah, there we're... Are... Four. Only two, four boxes. Two weeks in and there's four boxes in and those four boxes can't be unpacked yet because we're building a closet for them. And so I would say that we did a grand old job. We are not building a closet for no, them. No, we're not. I'm building. No, you're not either. My father-in-law's in town and he's building a closet. Okay, he's building, but I'm helping. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen you do anything with it. Okay, first the closet? of all. With the closet? Okay, yes, well, I don't want to make it sound like you don't do anything because I've told you a thousand times since we moved in that I'm so attracted to you when you're working and you've been working so much around the house. Oh, thanks. Do you usually batter all of your uh, <laughs> guests like this? I'm sweating in the armpits again. I just told you I'm attracted to you when you're, when you're working. Thank you. When are you attracted to me? All the time, especially uh. when you're podcasting. <laughs> you're so sweet. I'm mostly attracted to you when I'm driving and I'm listening to episode 50 or 63 or 68 or 70 or 4. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I listen to him and I'm thinking, wow, this woman is amazing. I love that woman. Mm-hmm. You're so funny. Okay, so we bought a new house. Um, this is a story that I think needs telling. We started looking for houses this summer, would you say? Yep. It all seems kind of like no, it's you off. did. I started looking for we houses, and did. then we started looking for houses probably in September, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we made the move from kind of, not inner city, but like we lived in the city. Yeah. Um, we lived on the east side of Austin. Uh, we lived in a kind of a lower income, underprivileged neighborhood. We've been there for five years, five and a half years. And we just started feeling like we need a little bit of space, mm-hmm. a little bit of breathing room, um, a little bit of kind of places where our kids could go and... They didn't have to be right beside us. Right. Because we were in 1,600 square feet. Oh, yeah. Well, 14. I thought it was 14. It might have been. Yeah. Which, you know, a lot it's of people, in the, lot of people in the world in live in. That. Yes. So. But for our family of six. Here, I say that. It was, you know. Yes. It felt small. So we started looking for houses. And let me just tell you, looking for houses is stressful for me. Mm-hmm. Because you look online, you look online, and then you get there, and it's either like amazing, but you can't afford it, even if you took out like five more jobs, or you get there and it's you can't afford it, but it's like awful. Right. Um, or it, for us, this sounds weird. A lot of them were like, oh, it doesn't have a gas stove. Remember how many houses we looked at? And we're like, oh, there's no gas. I think that before this one, we looked at 14 houses. And like... Ten of them didn't have gas stoves, and that was our no. Because you like to cook, and so you want a I new gas stove. And you love for me to cook because you don't love to cook. And I, and I love I, to eat. Yeah, and I could not cook on an electric stove. So we found a house that had a phenomenal pool, phenomenal backyard, beautiful. Remember how beautiful? Put our offer on it, and then something came back with the appraisal. It appraised for much lower. 
than we were paying. Right. So we were actually giving them free money. Right. And so we had the opportunity to get out of the deal, and we did. But you remember, we thought that house was awesome. We thought it was amazing. We thought, this is the best house we've ever seen. Right. And so we got out of it, um, thank goodness, and then we started looking again. And we went and looked at this house, the one we're sitting in right now, and we had seen it online since the beginning of our looks. Like I we think had, I probably looked at it like 10, 15 But times. it was one of those houses that you look at it and you're like, I just don't know that I could live there. It had blue carpet. Blue carpet, and it was a log cabin. Yep. And the the main Not picture Not just blue carpet, but a lot of blue carpet. Everywhere like in the house, foam, even blue. in the bathroom. Yeah. Yep. Every, around the toilet. <laughs> yes. Every, which which why, is just... Who, does, who puts... I just cleaned around our boys' toilet, and let me tell you... Can you imagine no. them doing what they do, like, on a normal floor? No. On carpet? No. So the picture that we saw mostly of the house was the breakfast area, or the dining room, and it was just a table in a log cabin. And I remember copying an incident to my girlfriends <laughs> and saying, do you think I could live in this? And so, but we came out here and looked. And were you sold from the beginning? As soon as we pulled into the driveway, we got out of the car, and I was completely sold. I was not completely sold because I got in the house and I was like, I just don't know. This is a so log cabin. Sold when you like drove in the driveway and saw these huge live oak trees and green grass and. No, I mean I thought this is beautiful, but you can't be sold on a house by the trees. Like you have to live in it. True. So I walked in and I just thought, I don't think that I can do this. I don't. I don't see the big picture very well either, and you do. And so we walked around and I just kind of was looking at it like I just don't know. But we went outside and we walked all along the property and it's three and a half acres with a creek behind it. I mean, it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking around the property thinking, okay, I love this. But then you walked inside. But then I would go back inside it. and be like, I don't know if I could do it. And I would go outside and be like, I love this. Um, and so we had looked at four houses that day and this was our fourth house. And so what we, else besides the blue carpet did you hate? Because there was a lot. Yeah, it was just um, very 1983. Yeah, all the fixtures, the paint colors, which now that I say that out loud, all of those things we've changed, and it looks amazing. Those are all changeable things. Yeah. So we went home that night, and we're like, okay, we're going to go back. So we went back and looked at two houses. We said we're going to look at two houses the next day, and we came here first, and we never went to the other one. That's right. We made an offer that day. Well, because I walked in, and I could see what it could be. With just a little paint and floors, right? I mean, literally the biggest... We took out a wall in the kitchen, but the biggest that's thing we've it. done is paint and floors. Paint and floors. And fixtures, light fixtures. The, light that's fixtures. done a lot. A, a thousand light fixtures. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because they were all gold, brass, ornate, yeah. with little swirly things at uh-huh. the bottom. Yeah. So you've done all that. It's beautiful. But the funny thing, the story, all that to say, this is the craziest thing about us buying houses. We've been married 14 and a half years, and mm-hmm. we've bought three houses. Mm-hmm. Um, the first house we bought, I think Caden was like seven months old. Yep. It was our very first. No, he was nine months old. I just had to count on my fingers too. If I you saw could, you. if you could yeah. hear that, uh, he was nine months old. <laughs> <laughs> the next house we bought was the one we just moved out of, and that was five and a half years ago. Right. This is the third house we bought in our marriage. No lie, I'm not lying, am I? You're not lying. Every single house has All closed on the exact same day, and it has always been on your birthday, November sixteenth. Is that, that's crazy. That's weird. It's very weird. I wear a size medium shirt <laughs> <laughs> and I love denim. So on November 16th, if anybody wants to buy me a birthday It's just weird. Every single but yeah. house. And this one got yeah, pushed back. It. No, It's not like we've gone not. to the realtor and said, hey, if we could close on November 16th. Because it doesn't 16th, work that, that way. Would, like really mean a lot to us. No, it's always like fallen on that date. 
every single time. Yeah, and even this house got pushed back. Like, yeah, I wish it was a close like week after week. Being in November. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then it landed on November sixteenth. So we bought a house, moved in five weeks later. Mm-hmm. It was almost completely done. I mean, there's still an electrician here after we moved in, and there's some things that need to be done, but it's 100% livable. Like right now, we're looking at plumbing hanging yeah. on the wall. Yeah, so there's there's some things that need to be changed, you yeah. know, but it's 100% livable. I'm in love. With me? You, with Thank you. you. <laughs> but I mean, I'm in love with the house. Oh, I thought we were transitioning. <laughs> that wasn't a transition. That would have been a good transition, though. you're good at transitioning. Thank like, you. I've listened to 68 of your podcasts. Right. And the thing that I've noticed is that you are a master of transitions. Oh, that, that brings me to what I was going to say next. See? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say I'm in love with the house. Like, I really do. I look at this house and I think um, our kids will graduate high school from here. Like, yep. We will, maybe one of them will get married here. Because we have a wedding already booked We in have our a wedding yard. booked this summer in our yard. So that shows you kids, that it's beautiful. Yeah. And so if you'd like to book your wedding, them. just send an email to weddings. At jamieivy.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and use this discount code, happy hour, <laughs> for free. Happy hour wedding. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, we love our house. I know some of you have asked about our house, and so that's been the biggest thing that's happened to us in the past three months, for by far. Uh, yeah. By far, yeah. Right. So one thing I wanted to mention that everyone's listening, if you've listened to any episodes, if this is your first one, welcome. This is just, it's not the norm. I usually don't have a man on here. Mm-hmm. People have sent in emails like, you should have this guy on your show, and I respect that, but I think I am going to keep it just women. Well, I what think do you, you should, because if you said, hey, like, if it wasn't a podcast, but you're like, I'm going to go to a happy hour with Bob. Yeah, would you feel comfortable like, about that? Uh, no, I don't think you can go to happy hour with Bob. Yeah. So I do feel more comfortable with the fact that <laughs> the whole vision behind happy hour is it's me and my girlfriends. Hour. Yeah. That's who yeah. I have happy hour with. I don't really go to happy hour with guys. Or Bob. Like who would or ever Bob. go to happy hour with Bob? Yeah. But I don't go to happy hour with guys either, just in case you're wondering. No. Um, which we have a rule in our marriage that neither one of us will be alone with someone of the opposite sex. Totally. Like we won't. If it's work-related, whatever, we won't go to dinner, ride in a car. Right. I just threw that out there. Like, we, some people don't know that, or they may not think that's a big deal. I wouldn't have thought that was I a big remember, deal a long time ago. Right. But I remember the time you stressed out. You called me because you're like, you were traveling somewhere. And you were like, <laughs> babe, um, was that I know we just recently? recently. But um, I was going to Uber a ride from the hotel to the venue or whatever, and the ho- the Uber driver is a male. Is that okay with you? Well, no. What happened? <laughs> I was like, what? is I was with our yes, I was with okay. our kids pastor here. That's Remember? Right. So it wasn't just me Johnny. and the Uber guy. John and I were at the same event, and so we were both leaving the hotel to go to the to the to the airport to leave, yeah. <laughs> and we kind of had both had this moment of like. Should we get two Ubers or can we share? An and he looked at me and he said, do you want to get your own or is it okay? <laughs> and I said, I was very grateful for that. And I'm sure him and his wife, Sarah, have the same rule as we do. And I said, I think it's cool since we got the Uber driver. Right. So I was in the front and John was in the back. Right. And we, I even had to tell the Uber driver, like, we're not married. It's not like you rented like a double bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and the two of you were riding <laughs> from... <laughs> Because that'd be weird. I don't know. I mean, that would be but weird. But an Uber's different. An Uber's different. But that's our rule. 
If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike, and it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music. Just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. See, I don't know how we transitioned from here, so that was a fail on me. I don't know where we were going. Well, I'm also a master of transition, so the question I had for you, I really don't. Okay, <laughs> but I wanted to say, so if you've been listening for a long time, you noticed that in December we had Christmas music, which uh, was the album A Day of Glory yep. by Austin Stone Worship, and then now we have a brand new song. Which I love. Which I love too, and I actually would want you to tell people why we had new music, because I mentioned having new music a couple months ago, and people were like, no, I love your music. Right. Um, but we kind of made a decision, myself and you, because you, you do have input in this. I come to you for input on the happy hour, and then there's a guy that helps me edit, doesn't help me. He edits my show called named Knox McCoy, and so all three of us were like, I think we need new music. Why do we think yeah. we need new music? Well, I think Knox, your producer was the guy who first said, you should think about new music. 
And then both of us were like, yeah, I think we maybe should think about new music. I think music is super important in every context because music is very emotional and music also um, has a way of shaping like what you feel and what you think about whenever you're listening to it. And so we wanted something that kind of communicated what happy hour is when you first listen to it. Yeah. So we wanted something that was upbeat and fun and happy because that's what you are and that's what you're about. But then also something that like one of our friends made. Because you can buy music, like you can buy like pre-roll sort of music, but that felt kind of weird to us because we love artists and we love musicians, so we wanted to have like something that was homemade. Yeah. And so when I started Happy Hour, I didn't know what I was doing. Obviously, if you listen to episodes one through 20 (laughs) or 70, I don't know. Um, But in all reality, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I just asked a friend of ours um, if I could borrow some of his music. Yeah. And so... My friend's name is Matthew Brew. Matthew Brew. Do you know the name of the song I've been using? Oh my gosh. It's left me. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. That one. Yeah. Okay, I can't do it because I probably wasn't it. Okay, we asked my friend Matthew Brew because I love him. He's a great musician. He's here in Austin. I said, hey, can I use some of your music yeah. for my happy hour? And he said, sure. So I've had it forever and I love his stuff and I love it. Also, there were words in it and just... You, you didn't want something with lyrics yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. And so we've been looking around and like Aaron said, there are so many sites where you can buy music, like uh, jingles. Mm-hmm. And I think but they're wonderful. Really jingle but I didn't want a jingle type of thing. I wanted the happy hour to be unique and things in Austin are unique. And so I wanted to follow in line with that. Well, all the jingles we listened to sounded like Geico commercial. I mean, they sound fabulous if those are what you use for your happy hour. I just didn't like them for mine. And so we've been toying around with this forever. And my goal was to have new music by 2016. And we were on a walk, me and you, just the other day. And I was like, we have to figure this out. And so one of our favorite musicians here in town, his name's Jason Poe. He's a songwriter. And um, I was like, you know what? Jason has awesome music. Mm -hmm. We've always both enjoyed his music. And so we started listening to some. And here we are. And we just, you sent him a text, said, hey, can my woman use your music? You can absolutely use it. He's awesome. He's awesome. So check him out. But anyhow, that's the new music. It's called The Better End by Jason Poe. P-O-E. P-O-E, Jason Poe. And so hopefully we'll never change it. But that's our new music. And that's the new, starting in the 2016 Happy Hour. It's a new year, girl. I know. So 2016 Happy Hour, I'm really excited about it. Me too. I mean, really excited. Um, Next week, Corey Robertson's going to be on. She's awesome. Duck Dynasty. Yep. Um, I told someone the other day that I've been nervous about two interviews. She was one of them. What was the other one? Jillian Lauren. Yep. I you love Jillian, but I'm a huge fan of hers. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of all the women that come on here because they're all doing amazing things, whether they're mothering four kids or writing books. If I ask a woman on here, they're doing great things. Uh, Why were you nervous about Corey? Because she's, like, f- super famous. Yeah. I mean, I guess she is. I also, you'll hear next week, but I basically admitted to her I've, I've seen your show, like, three times. <laughs> so I started out, I got it all out of the air, and I was like... Corey, I just need to let you know, I know you have a really, really famous TV show. I've seen it three times in a hotel room. And what did she say? She actually was like, you know what? That's awesome. I love it. I love talking to people when they don't know everything about me. Yeah. And so it was great. That that probably is like good. And we have several mutual friends, Jillian Lauren being one, like I mentioned. But anyhow, she's coming up next week. I've got, I've got some people too that I've been following online for a while that are doing amazing things that I don't know personally. Mm -hmm. And so those are different interviews for me as well, because a lot of my guests I know personally, and so it's going to be a good year. It's going to be an awesome year. Maybe you can come back. 
Um, this is episode 70. Maybe I'll bring you back for a like 140. Yeah, 140. Wow, fingers crossed. That's a long time. That's over a year. No, this is going to be a huge year for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm throwing out the huge. idea of doing more than one a month. I mean, more than one a week. Um, in a dream world, I'd love to have a live happy hour taping right out at here our at our house. house. Yep. Yeah, so that's something you know, maybe at somebody's wedding. During the wedding, during we can their have a wedding, happy hour pre-wedding. We're in the front yard. Uh-huh. They're in the backyard. Yep. And we just talk trash <laughs> about everybody. Because you like listening to podcasts where they like talk trash about people. Well, I listen to the podcast, which everybody should. <laughs> it's Knox who does my editing, and her and his co-host is Jamie. And we were listening to their episode the other day where we they were, were talking indeed. about the Bachelorette, and I laughed about five times out loud. Which I'm not really a I laughed LOL a lot. sort of person. No. And what did I tell you? I told you that sometimes their show makes me uncomfortable. Because Because they they're making fun of people. Yeah. They call people out. And I could never do that. So I kind of cringe mm-hmm. as I'm laughing with them right. at the, what they're saying. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Because I, I think I, I don't think I'm, I don't think it's that I'm too nice. I think I just worry that like, oh my gosh, what if they heard me say that? What if they see me in like H-E-B? Right. As if that would happen. But you know, but they crack me up. And so that's a good pop cap. So we shouldn't do that. No, we're not going to do that on happy hour. I don't do that. Um, okay, Aaron, do you have any goals for 2016? Um, I do. I have a lot of goals. Actually. Okay. Give me three. Um, well, I think the biggest one is uh, to finish our house and our studio, which is about 100 yards from our house. Mm-hmm. So we have a whole like separate building that is going to become a recording studio. We're about four weeks into the remodel, and we should be done in about, what, four weeks? So if someone's listening and they're like, oh, my 16-year-old son wants to make an album, can <laughs> yeah. they come record out there? <laughs> Uh, can their 16-year-old son come out and record a record? hmm Yeah. They have to pay, right? Yeah. It's a paying studio. Yeah, it's like a real deal studio. It's not it's like not a like teaching a... hospital, like a teaching studio? No, it's not like a garage studio. Okay. Or like a... It's like a legit. It's not like a benefit studio. It's a legit. It's legit. Like, it has... Guys, this may mean nothing to you, but it has <laughs> this room that's separated that you can't hear what's out in the other room happening. An isolation room. A three-pane glass. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a big thing for us because we had a studio in the back of our other house, but it it was a great studio. It was an awesome studio. It was just much smaller. Mm -hmm. So this is a kind of a step forward. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's one goal for sure, to get that done and um, to get that operating because that's also where I work, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's where my office is per se. Yeah. I don't know if you could really call it an office. So second goal. Second goal. I have two books in the chamber right now. One I have to finish by August, which is a historical fiction novel. <laughs> did you hear Jen and I about when Charles Spurgeon? I, <laughs> I did listen to that one. When I tried to explain the book you were writing, you could not. And I could, could not, not remember, remember the words historical fiction. Yeah. Because historical and fiction, like, don't Usually, go well together. Right. History shouldn't be fiction. Right. History should be truth. Um, so that I remember that was funny when Jen, I was trying to tell Jen about your book. I think that was in yeah, like, you could not remember. I couldn't remember. The phrase. Okay. So you have the book coming out, but you remember it now. Yeah. Now I'll never forget awesome. it. Uh, it's due in August historical fiction. Yeah. So I have to finish it. It's not like a, Oh, it'd be nice if you get it done. I mean, it's like you have to have it done. So, um, yeah. So 
this is a really good time for I guess for me to break this to you. I need to leave mm. for about three months. Right. Uh huh. To go work on writing this book. No, that's a no. <laughs> uh huh. And the only place that I feel like I could really write would be the Bahamas. Okay, I'll I'll join you because I have to write a book too. So let's go. Okay, your third goal. You have two books that you have to get out. What's your third goal? Well, um, every other year is a writing, like songwriting sort of year for me. Because I don't even know this. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Every other year? What do you mean? Jamieivy.com. I'm being serious. Yes, you do. So we release an album every two years. Okay, this makes sense. So that means one year is all songwriting. Uh-huh. You try okay, out new songs, mm-hmm. you write them. And then the next year you spend, how many year, I mean, how many months did we spend recording? Yeah, I know. A lot. Eight, nine mm-hmm. months, you know. So this in the cycle is a year of writing. Okay. It makes sense. I didn't know that this was like, there was a, there was a plan the, to this madness. We've, yeah, we've been married for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I didn't know that that's how it There's a cycle. Every, okay, yeah, so this one is a song year. Songwriting year. year is recording, then write and record. Like a vicious cycle. I can't wait to hear what you write about me. That's funny because I have written a song about you and you didn't like it. It's not true. No, okay. it is true. No, 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 no. Don't transition. <laughs> Don't get all podcaster transition. You remember that? I remember you wrote a song during 7 and 7, which is something that you used to do. Are you going to do that this year? Don't change the subject. No, in all seriousness, are you going to do 7 and 7 this year? <laughs> no. Okay. You wrote a song and it was about me and I remember listening to it and loved it. Well, you begged me for... 14 years to write a song about you because you were bitter that every song I wrote was about Jesus and not about you. I know. Right? <laughs> That's like, hello, center. Uh-huh. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a song about my wife. And I did. And it was awesome. I think it was just like, ex- you know how sometimes when like one of our kids that struggles with expectations... So you were expecting something for 14 years, and then you got it, and it was like, eh. And I, I don't really remember, but I'm just guessing that it might have just been like, I would have expected something. I don't know. But what did you expect? I don't know. Art. I would love for you to try again. <laughs> okay. And can we do a do-over? No. That's what we say to our kids. Try that again. Can we try it oh, again? I thought you were going to say duo. I thought you said, can we do a duo? <laughs> and I was like, nah. Because we tried to write a song one time together. Oh, uh, I wish I could write songs with you. I really do. You did once. I want to be like Jen Johnson and Derek Derek Johnson. Oh, that's not his name, is it? Yeah. Okay. And I want to be like Matt Redman and what's her name? Mm, I don't know. But his wife writes songs with yeah. her. Yeah. Who else dynamic? Do oh Chris Vince Stapleton and, and Amy Grant. Amy Grant. Chris Stapleton and his wife. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. there's Kenny just Rogers and Dolly, but they weren't married. Well, they still wrote songs together. Yeah. I wish I could write songs. It's just not in my. It's not in my cards. Um, okay, awesome goals. Thank you. We'll see how they go. Do you want to ask me if I have any goals? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what goals do you? I have? I could have cue cards for you. What goals do you have, Jamie? Um, okay, goals for me would be. I have a specific, and I'm not going to say it out loud, but I have a specific number that I would like to see the podcast reach weekly. That's a goal of mine. You my... mean number of downloads, uh-huh. like listens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so if you're a podcaster, like I use Lipson as my host, and it tells me how many downloads of each episode there are. Yeah. So I have a specific number in mind that I'd like to see reach that weekly. Um, so that's a goal. And what that means for me is just I want to make the podcast better. Yeah. So I want more people to listen. Uh, I want you that listen. I want you to enjoy it. I want you to be encouraged, inspired, and share that with your friends. Love it. Uh, so that's I love one. That goal. Um, another one would be to um, I have been saying this for like 17 years so I just hate even saying it but I would like to write a book proposal 
You are going to. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm going to. My goal was to do it, get it done by the end of November, and here it is, you know, January. You met November of 2016. That's what we could say. Yeah. So I want to get a book proposal done. No, you have to. I will. And you will. Yeah. And then third goal for the year, I don't know, can I say eat better and lose weight? I'm just kidding. That's what everyone says in January. Mm, it's a little cliche. It's not one of my goals. Um, I don't know. I don't have a third one. Oh. Um, yeah, you do. I know what it is. What is it? You talk to me about it all the time. Oh, gosh. What is it? Like at least once a week, this comes up in a conversation. What is it? You want a garden. Oh, I want a garden. Yeah. You want a full-fledged, you know, that's good. growing, yeah. blooming garden. Yeah. And that was actually one of our listener questions that I was going to get to. Um, someone asked me... Oh my gosh. You have a stack of 25 pieces of paper there with questions. Well, everyone sent in a lot of questions and I feel like I want to get to them all. So that's what we're going to move into next. But I want to give her the little credit here for who asked this question. Sarah Bell 528 on Instagram okay. said, how does he feel about your plans for a garden next year? Great question. Uh, this has Sarah been, Bell. Yeah. Sarah Bell, this has been a point of contention. Strife. Strife. Argumentation. Fighting. Conflict. Conflict. Anger. Feeling like you got your thumb on me? Oppression. Not your green thumb, but just your thumb. <laughs> <laughs> so I've come full circle. Because for the last, what, I don't know, 10 years, you've been wanting a garden. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, hey, let's start small. Let's start with a cactus. Because anybody can keep a it's cactus. It's not a garden, there. by the way. I know. That's why I said start small. Okay. So you would buy a cactus, and then the cactus would die. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. But also, like I started last year, I was going to start a small garden in pots because you would never build me the the one square square, square garden. garden. You square would never, foot garden. Square foot garden. But yeah, so then I bought you a uh, tomato plant, the round thing mm-hmm. that it grows up. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I yeah. bought you that thing. Uh huh. And I had like, a few tomatoes. You you didn't have any tomatoes. <laughs> I did have a few. No, you didn't, Jamie. You went to H E B and you bought tomatoes. Okay. And you strung them. That you're full of it. Yes, you did. I did have a few tomatoes. The thing is, each year I try. But then what happened after that? It died. It died. Yeah. Like, I just... But everyone's told me it's my soil. Like, I had a whole... (laughs) I'm not kidding. Carrie Cyrus was on here. One of my favorite guests last year. We talked all about gardening. She was one of my favorites, too. Yeah, we talked all about gardening. Yeah. You really should listen to hers. No, I did. You you did not. I did, too. What else we talk about? The fatherless generation. You said that because that's her husband. You know that. (laughs) Um, We talked about garden a lot. And she inspired me, and she said it's a soil. So now here we are out here. We got half, soil. Three and a half acres. I'm going to do a garden. And we talked about this the other day, hey. and you said I fully support you. It's the first and time I've ever said that. And I do. I publicly state I fully support you. Let it be said right now. I want you to have a garden. I think you'd be, like, uh, fairly decent at it. Oh, thanks. Okay, let's go into some questions. You ready? Okay. All right. You saw me. I put this on Instagram the other day. Um, about asking for some questions because I told everyone you were going to be on. Yeah. And by the way, Shelby, Noel, and Tracy, mm-hmm. they all commented on our matching jammies. Okay. Aren't they cute? Yeah. I love mine. And? Oh, I thought no, you were saying I don't necessarily about- love the fact that they're matching. It's oh, not like I, I see that. I see like, that. Okay. I don't know, like, text my, my, my friends like, hey, man, you wouldn't believe what I got. Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys about them because I think this is a safe place. My brother has a pair of these, and he told us about them, so we went online and bought them. It's from a company called Me Undies, and I'm mm-hmm. going to put a link on my blog because it's a referral link. And that referral link is awesome because you get 20% off if it's your first purchase, 15 or 20% off, something like that. 20% off 
And then you get... And I get 20 bucks. Right. And so then you could send... Whatever. I'm going to send link it. But, but I was going to put that picture up on Instagram and tag MeUndies. Mm-hmm. And I did for like five minutes. And then I went over to their Instagram and realized it was like soft porn. It was pretty bad. And so I don't recommend that. If that's a struggle of yours or your husband or your 15-year-old son, don't let them know about it. But can't you buy it without actually going to the Instagram? Sure. I mean, we bought yeah. it from the website. I, I didn't feel that way. They sell underwear. That's their main thing. It's underwear, but the Instagram It's just the Instagram's is like American. Remember American Apparel when they Back first the, came yeah. out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Okay, let's do some questions. Wait, 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 wait. Don't I have a referral code? Yeah, I'll just use mine, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would like to say I also have a referral code because I don't want you, like... So should we put both in the in the show notes? Well, yeah. I'm okay, so I'll guest. put... I'll put Aaron's referral code and mine, and then you can just pick. I mean, I am the host, so I think they should stay. But I'm the ultimate. guest. It's Jamie Ivey with Aaron Ivey today. All right, we shall see. Okay, guys, before we get back to the show, I want to tell you about one more sponsor for the happy hour this week. This this week is also sponsored by Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning services. How many of you people have sat down and said, I'm going to like plan out my meals this year. I'm going to do things different. I want to eat healthy. Well, Prep Dish is just what you need. Each week, you're going to receive an email that contains a few things, a groceries list, instructions for prepping your meals ahead of time, and then it gives you all the information you need to know about actually making your meals. So after two to three hours of meal prep on like a lazy Sunday afternoon, you have meals ready for the entire week. Not only is this an amazing time saver, but these meals are actually delicious. And that means a lot. For example, they've got the smoky paprika chicken legs with roasted carrots. Hello, that's amazing. Parsnips and fennel. If you haven't tried parsnips and fennel, you need to. I'm telling you, write it down, New Year's resolutions. Or turkey and zucchini lasagna. These are amazing meals. The chef, Allison, her name is Allison. She's a chef. She's offering the listeners of the happy hour a special rate of $4 for the first month. Guys, that's a dollar for a weekly meal plan. Go to prepdish.com slash happy hour. And this deal is good for a $4 trial. That's a dollar a meal plan. So you're going to get four different meal plans, guys, for $4. That is going to get you kickstarted into the best New Year's eating resolution you've ever had. So prepdish.com slash happy hour for the special trial just for you guys. Okay, back to the conversation with Aaron. All right, questions. Mainly these are mostly for you. Are you ready? Okay. And I think most of these from Instagram. So here we go. Kylie is on Instagram. Okay. And people just don't have their regular names on Instagram. So here we go. You don't think that's her real last name? Kylie is? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, here she says this. Do you ever feel that each other's work or successes is in competition with your place in his or her heart? And how do you cheer and champion when you feel like it's at your expense? It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, no, I don't ever feel... I've never felt one time that what you do or what your aspirations are or are in competition with me. Never. I've never felt that way. Now, someone could say looking in, I just started doing any kind of like quote-unquote work in the past like three years. But somebody could also say that the work of being a mom could be in competition Mm -hmm. with being a husband Mm -hmm. and a friend. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've just, I've never felt that way. And I think because... The way we started our friendship and our marriage was that you are the most important person to me and I'm the most important person to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's always just kind of been like rooted in that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We've always kind of supported each other in whatever we're doing. Yeah. Whether it was like when you were 
just a full-time mom mm-hmm. or now when you're doing another sort of outside job mm-hmm. sort of thing? Yeah. When I first saw this question, I thought to myself, no, I don't think I've ever felt like I've been in competition with your work. Um, but I would say that when we were younger with little kids and you traveled a lot, you there were sometimes I didn't feel I didn't feel like I was in competition because you always made me feel that at any point you would give it all up mm-hmm. if I was like I cannot do this you traveling so much yeah like you always made me feel that way so it's not like I had this card in my back pocket that I would play I just knew that that wasn't more important than me mm-hmm. but I would say I didn't feel in competition but I would say honestly there were feelings of jealousy maybe sometimes like well when I was like. Traveling and eating out at a restaurant, and you were making mac and cheese and peas, right? Yeah, kids. Yeah, uh-huh. I can see that. Or you'd come home and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so tired of eating out." <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, "Awesome, cool. Okay. I would love Chick Fil A without two kids." Um, okay, here's a good one. Erica Balt on Instagram. She said this. This is kind of a hard one, and I think this is what a lot of people would be wondering. So. How do you keep things fresh and spicy in your marriage? Oh, boy. <laughs> she said, I have a 10-month-old and a 3-year-old, and I find it hard to have energy for us, in quotations, which I think she means sex. Um, plus, I'm super weird and hate leaving my baby's home. I love how you seem to still be each other's best friend when you talk about him. I miss that. So Erica is a mom with little kids, 10-month-old, 3-year-old, and she's finding hard to find the time for them to be... Um, I'm assuming spicy. intimate. Yeah, spicy. And also she has a hard time leaving her kids at home. Mm-hmm. You want to speak to that first? Um, How do we keep things fresh and spicy? Well, I think that there are seasons for sure. I was going to say, I think fresh and spicy looks different. In every season. In every season. Because I remember when there was a crying kid mm-hmm. sleeping in our bed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, on the scale of spicy, it was mild. <laughs> it was like the picante, and it says mild, but it's just basically it's tomato, just tomato sauce. tomato sauce, uh-huh. Yeah. It was like that. But then there's even some seasons when kids are older, or when you're moving, or remodeling <laughs> a house and a studio, and moving to the country where there was blue carpet. Maybe there's a season like that. I would say fresh and spicy in the past six weeks has been on the picante side. <laughs> it's been on the tomato sauce side. But there are seasons. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think that it's okay to realize there are seasons. Mm-hmm. But in those seasons to still say like, okay, we still have to like strive mm-hmm. to stay connected yeah. and be lively mm-hmm. and spicy. Yeah. And I think too, I always like to tell women like that you have to fight for that time. Um, because sometimes when you have a 10 month old and a three year old, honestly, the last thing you want, I remember feeling this way is you, you have two kids touching you in your body parts all day. And the wow. last thing you want is someone else to be doing that. That is such a weird way of putting it. I'm being serious though. <laughs> if, if women are listening, they're like, yes, I totally get that. I've been like having babies, all holding, nursing all day. I don't even know what this, my mind is being completely. Did I make you uncomfortable? Yes. Okay, my point is, is just that women have to fight for that. Like they have to think, they have to say like, I'm going to choose to fight for this in my marriage because sometimes that's the last thing to go. But you know what? In the last six weeks, we've had to fight for it. Yeah. And we, well, I, I don't have little kids, but we've had a very busy season. I think the worst thing you can do is not talk about it. 
yeah, that's good. Like just not just talking about it with makes it. it worse. Yeah. And so when you're just both like, I really hate this season. Mm-hmm. Cool, I do too. Yeah, and to be able to say it, that. Yeah, and at least like brings it out in the open, and it doesn't leave the other person with thinking like, oh, they don't love me anymore. Exactly. Or, We've had that conversation like once a week in the past six yeah. weeks. Like, oh my gosh, I wish we had time for us. I hate this. I hate this. Me too. Let's. Yep. Let's make whatever. a difference tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to talk about how she said she's worried about leaving her babies at home. And I just want to tell Erica and anyone else that that is hard. But I think that it's very important to your marriage that you spend time with just your spouse. Because one day them babies... Will leave. Yep. Yeah. They will leave. And so, like, just some suggestions. Maybe find a good girlfriend where you can trade off babysitting. Put your kids down for bed first and go on a late date. I know that's sometimes hard sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but just do that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go on this. Uh, Melissa Cummings said, she asked up a lot about adoption and transition when I think there's been other podcasts about that. But she said, what realms of the house are you in charge of? Mm-hmm. And how does that look like if you don't feel you're good at them? That's really good. So what are you in charge of? What am I in charge of? I would say I'm in charge of cooking. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I am in charge of um, fixing things, even though I'm not really a fixer. I mean, tonight's a really good example. But you are a fixer. I, I mean, I don't think that I'm, like, by nature a fixer, but I'm the only human being in this household that that. Yeah, I don't care, things. and I don't know how to do it. Right. Yeah. So sometimes that stresses me out. Because, but I like, like it. Right it, now, it like, makes me feel taken care of and, and you're in charge. And Not that I need a man, <laughs> but I do, and I like that. <laughs> you always laugh when I say that because uh-huh. I'm always like, I am woman. Yeah, I, don't I don't need, need a, man. a man. And then I'm hey, like... the internet's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to um, reset the router. Uh-huh, okay. And I refuse to take out the trash. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, for real, tonight is yeah. a perfect example. Mm-hmm. The internet is not working. Yeah. And um, the... I'm smoking seven pork butts right mm-hmm. now because I have my whole worship staff coming over tomorrow mm-hmm. and the fire is not lighting. Mm-hmm. The wood is not burning. Yeah, it's a That's problem. A problem. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. We don't have countertops. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is broken? That's about it. Well, the, no, the door in the game room won't it close. It won't close, yeah. The door in your um, laundry room it won't, won't close. close. <laughs> and it smells like rotten sewage because we're on a septic system. Yeah, mm-hmm. And we're on a well. Right. So anyway, my point is, I think my role is probably like just fixing stuff that's broken, cooking. Um, but you sometimes, I will say, she taking has... Taking out the trash. Yeah, I don't want to take out the trash. I think that's a man's job. Um, but she asked about <laughs> what are you in charge of and what if you don't do it well? And I do think sometimes you being in charge of all of those things that some... Not all those things. Like, let's just use cooking, for example. Okay. Um Everyone knows if you've ever listened to the show, I, I'm not a very good cook. I don't enjoy cooking, and you do. Like, I talk about that a lot. Um, and you enjoy it so much, but it can also stress you out when you come home from a full day of work. And, there and then nothing. I'm expecting yeah. you to cook. Yeah. Totally. So I would even say, and I'll, I'll, we haven't even talked about this, in the last six months, have I done a better job of Baby, not you always have expecting out that crock pot? That's right. I'm yeah. breaking. I have, I do crock pot meals. I have this one new meal that I do all the time, and I will give you the recipe right now, guys. You take some red potatoes, quarter them, a bag of green beans, like from H E B, the ones that you would steam in the microwave. Mm-hmm. You put all those in your little pamper chef stoneware. Mm-hmm. You buy the sausage links. A stick of butter and some salt and pepper. You cut up that sausage link. You put some butter in there, salt and pepper. Cover it in foil. Put it in the oven for an hour. 
It's literally the best thing I make, and you love it. But all that to say, I don't like cooking, but I also, we share that a lot more in the past six months. Well, I I mean, to answer um, that question. From Melissa. From Melissa. Melissa is? Melissa Cummings. Oh, the previous one was was named is. Uh Uh, I think to answer the question is like, there are definitely like assumed sort of roles, but I think the problem in marriage comes whenever like those roles become so defined that the other person is unwilling to give or to change. help out. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you didn't mm-hmm. take out the trash, so mm-hmm. that means you don't love me. Yeah. Or you don't care about our family. Right. So I think of just a good, healthy thing is like, well, we definitely have things that we're good at mm-hmm. and we love doing and we naturally kind of do in our household. Yeah. But if there's times where that doesn't happen mm-hmm. or there's weeks where it's really hard for me to cook or for you to. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, clean or something. What I, I have a house um, cleaner. Um, what are your... I do uh, laundry. For Yeah, there's, there's a week where there's, like, no laundry done. Then there's, like, there's grace towards that. Yeah. Like, all... I think the problems in marriage come whenever it's, like, why didn't you do that? That's your job. Yeah. And there's no grace towards mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. You know? So that's what we do here, and I think it's working well. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jamie Nato, who was just a guest on the show, probably one of my most favorite shows of last year. She, you actually listened to that with yep. me a little bit. Yeah. Yep. One of my most favorite shows um, of 2015, and Jen Weiser asked the same question. Are you ready? And this is specifically for you. Okay. What does it look like for you to support your wife who is working and chasing dreams? Um, that's a really good question. What does it look like? I mean, is I've, it hard? What does that feel no, like? No, it's not hard at does all. It, it's does like, it does it does it stress you? Do you ever feel in? Does it ever feel weird now because I've always been a stay-at-home mom? I mean, I think it only feels weird in my most selfish. Moments. And there was another question about how has it been with me traveling more this fall because I traveled more this fall than I ever have. So let's throw that in there too. It only feels weird in my most selfish moments. Okay. If I'm thinking. You know, I liked it more, or it was more comfortable mm-hmm. when you didn't have all these extra sort of things. Mm-hmm. That's rooted in me being, you know, selfish. Mm-hmm. So if I'm that, if I'm in that sort of like mindset, mm-hmm. for sure it's hard. But if I'm thinking outside of that, of this is the woman that I've loved for 15 years, who I fully support and think is amazing, and has so many more things to offer to the world in addition to what she already offers to our kids and our family, then, I mean, why wouldn't I be supportive, you know? Yeah. It's hard, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's harder. Mm -hmm. It's definitely harder. Because even, like, this weekend coming up, Mm -hmm. I have something that I have to be at for for work, Mm -hmm. you know? But um, you also have something Mm -hmm. that's really good for you. Yeah. And it means, like, we just have to make it work. And... I mean, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because I see how, like, you're using your voice and your skills and your talent for things that are that are helping other people and yeah. are doing great things. Yeah. So, I mean, the answer is, like, yes, it's hard and it's different. Mm-hmm. And there are times when it, you know, yeah. isn't comfortable for mm-hmm. our family. Yeah. But in the big scope of things, it's really good for other people. It's good for you. It's good for the voice that God's given you. It's good for our kids. It's good for our kids, yeah. yeah. We had a, this fall was probably our hardest fall in that aspect. 
Yeah. Because I was gone more than I ever have been. Right. Um, and it's hard on me as well. I mean, yeah. Trap. We, I think we both learned a lot like early on in our marriage when you were making the same kind of sacrifices for me mm-hmm. when I was gone all the time. Yeah. And you didn't ever like bitch and complain yeah. about me leaving or going and traveling and stuff. You might have, like, well, I'm sure that I did some, but it in wasn't. Your little journal. Yeah. But you never said that. Mm-hmm. And so now it's easier for me to really support you in that because, like, you never showed any sort of, like, you know, yeah. discontent with me traveling yeah. and doing that sort yeah. of thing. And I will say, too, man, we've said it a couple times already. The thing, there are seasons. What I'm doing now could not have happened four years ago. No way. It, it wouldn't have, our family could have done it. It wouldn't have happened. And so I think there's that to look at as well. Yeah, our kids it's, are older. Yeah. They can take care of themselves. Caden's a babysitter. Yeah. I mean, so it's just, we're in this different, different realm, which is um, a lot of fun, you know, and just, it has its own little things with it as well. Um, okay. Two more questions. Cause we have talked a long time. Kelly Ingelvalsum, maybe. That can't be right. Ingvalsum. Okay. Maybe it's my handwriting because I wrote these down. Kelly asked, how do you two stay true to yourselves when you're supposed to fit into the mold of ministry workers? Um, I wasn't sure exactly what she meant, but I think she means, how do you stay true to yourselves when you're supposed to look like a pastor? I'm using air quotes. What does a a pastor supposed to look like? And someone else asked a question of like, how do you as a pastor's wife, how do you trust people and how do you find people that you can like really let your hair down with? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think that we've always surrounded ourselves with people that are real and genuine and when you're constantly around people who are real and genuine, it kind of forces you to be real and genuine too. Right, yeah. And so whatever kind of, you know, paradigm of perfect ministry people, pastor's wife sort of thing, we've just always said that doesn't actually exist. It doesn't exist. It's not real. It's not real. So why are we going to try to exist in some world that's not real? I like that because that would be just like you're spinning your wheels. I mean, it's dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. And I think we both grew up in a sort of culture where there was this sort of ideal sort mm-hmm. of picture. Mm-hmm. But then even when you peel the curtains back on that, you realize that that's not yeah. real. Yeah. And so I think what's more compelling to the world and to each other is like, just like, be real. Yeah. And I think something our church does really well, something I've learned since moving here and attending here and working here. I mean, I don't work there, but you work there. <laughs> <laughs> Although the other day someone asked me for an address to send me something, and I sent it to the church office. Oh, did you? Do you think I'll ever get it? Care of Aaron Ivy. Care of Aaron Ivy. Is that okay? (laughs) I don't even know where my mailbox is. Anyhow, um, I think, too, what is true is something our church does very well is that we're very open and honest about how much we are all sinners. Yeah. And so you'll hear any teaching pastor will confess sin from the stage. Um, if you've ever heard me speak at an event, I'm the first one to tell you how screwed up I am. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's just that, let's just be real and honest because we're all in the same boat. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had dinner with some friends the other night. They don't go to our church and um, I don't know how quote unquote church they are, but they said something about being so messed up and both of us at the same time, like it's not like we even planned it and we weren't trying to be churchy. We're just like, yeah, me too. We are I too. mean, oh my gosh. Yeah. Just because we have the title of pastor. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't, but you do. Right. <laughs> pastors Jamie and Aaron Ivy. Um, but yeah, I think that's good just to no, realize that that, that doesn't huge, exist. It's a huge, like, crucial point. It's yeah. like, that, that's kind of a, a, a thing with ministry is like, you think there's an ideal sort of person mm-hmm. that fits that mold. And you're always going to be let down. Not true. It's not true at all. 
It's not true. Um, okay, last question. Elena Wooliscroft okay. said this. How do you balance your love for aesthetics, like cl- my clothes from Stitch Fix, decorating and remodeling and renovating a new home, with the frugality of Jesus' teachings on earthly possessions? Such a good question. Such a great question. And it's a constant struggle. Wouldn't you say that? Oh, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Constant struggle. Because, like, you want things that look cool, and you want to also buy things from, you know, places that are... Um, not taking advantage of other people in the world and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a constant struggle. And I think it should be a struggle. Like it shouldn't be an easy sort of black and white answer. Right. You know, either buy cheap things mm-hmm. or buy really expensive things mm-hmm. in small quantities. Yeah. It's like it's, it should be yeah. a struggle. So yeah. how do we balance it? I think, one, um, we balance it by realizing that we can't have everything we want all at the same time. Or ever. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to have, like, limits mm-hmm. and say, like, well, this is how much money we have right now to spend on a couch right, or a table. Mm-hmm. So we can either get this one mm-hmm. or we can wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, perfect example is we, we have, have a, a home that is not, living room. It's not furnished. Yeah. You know, we, ha- we don't have a coffee table or an end table. Or what's the thing called behind the couch that you want? Oh, I the want one so bad, like the table earth? behind the couch. I don't know what it's called, but I just want one. I've always wanted one. Buffet? Yeah, I don't know. A buffet? But we want these things, but we won't until we have cash. Right. Because it's not, we won't put it on credit. Right. Um, and even with clothing. That was yeah, one of her questions. That was her question, what yeah. With clothing. Yeah. Um, like, for me, I love really, really nice things. You do. I don't, I, don't, I, I mean, I just, I would never, like, I don't know. I'd never wear a pair of old navy jeans. Yeah, right. Just because I like really mm-hmm. nice jeans. Yeah. But I only own two pair of jeans. True story. If you look in my closet, I have two pairs of jeans. Uh-huh. One is black, and the other is black. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm wearing one right now. Uh-huh. And you I have some have... denim jeans, don't you? No. Wow. No, I have two pair uh-huh. of black jeans. Yeah. But it's true. They both You'll... cost, like, yeah, a lot more of money. than a normal More than pair, we want to say online. But I've had the same two mm-hmm. for how many years? Yeah. Six? Yeah. And if you look at my closet, how many shoe, How many pairs of shoes yeah. do I have? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Three? Three pairs of shoes. Uh-huh. So it's like, I think it's a balancing sort of thing. Like if you want to buy more expensive, mm-hmm. you know, kind of handmade sort yeah. of things, like, um, we'll just buy less of them. Yeah. You don't need 10 pairs. Yeah. I'll, I, you remember this, but I'll tell them, uh, probably we still lived in that house on First Avenue in Murfreesboro. So 11 years ago, I would constantly ask you for a bigger diamond ring. Remember yeah, this? you would. Mm-hmm. I constantly wanted um, diamonds added to my wedding band, and it became it began to be kind of like you would kind of laugh about it, but it began to be really serious for me. Whereas yeah. it was something I really wanted. Um, every holiday, I right. was let down that I didn't get it. Um, I became very obsessed with more stuff. <clears throat> I became very obsessed with more diamonds, bigger things. Um, and I remember that shortly, a few years after that, I don't know what happened in between them, but a few years after that, I went to Haiti for the first time. That's right. And I came back and it completely rocked my world in lots of ways. But one of the ways is I completely quit wearing my wedding band. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. I did not wear my wedding ring for about two you years. You nothing. 
I wore, I had a regular. No, for a while though, you had nothing. I had a on silver your band and then I lost it. And then I was like, hey, <laughs> maybe you could um, get something. So there was a while where I wore nothing. Um, but I didn't wear my wedding band for like two years. And I didn't make a big deal about it. I didn't blog about it. I didn't like talk about it because for me, it was something very personal between me and God that he was like just kind of tearing me apart of how much I wanted to yeah, look. Diamonds. And just, I just wanted something bigger and better. Um, and I would really call that a big changing point in my life as far For as sure. a lot of stuff doesn't matter to me. Right. Like it really doesn't. Like when we went and got the new couch we have in our living room, I was like, I don't, I mean, I like both of these you pick. Like I'm just not yeah. that into stuff, you know, and Stitch Fix, to be completely honest, I've never paid for any of it. Yeah. Because I use my referral code, right. which all of you should do as well. Um, you know, so things like that. Um, but I would say, I always say that that could be a big struggle for me. And so I have to watch myself. Yeah. Um, well, I think like most people, I think most people, if they were honest, would say the accumulation of possessions is a struggle. Yeah. Because of where we live uh-huh. in our culture. Yeah. I mean... There are exceptions, right? Mm-hmm. We have friends that are like, they literally Like Shane Claiborne probably doesn't don't st- struggle with it. <clears throat> totally. There are some people that literally don't care. Mm-hmm. But I would say most of us, yeah. the vast majority, mm-hmm. do struggle with yeah. wanting more stuff uh-huh. and better stuff. Yeah. And I think the healthy approach to it constantly is to just look at like, what do I really need? Mm-hmm. How much of that do yeah. I really need? And am I being generous with what I've been given? Exactly. And to hold it loosely. Like yeah. one thing we teach our kids, if someone comes over to our house and they're playing with a toy of theirs, I'll encourage my kids to be like, hey, let him take it home. Mm-hmm. He can either borrow it or he can yeah. have it. But just to show them like this stuff is not more important than our friendships with them. Yeah. You know? And so just mm-hmm. to hold those things loosely. Right. That's a really good question though. Elena? Great question. Elena, great question. Okay, there literally are like 17 more questions, but I'm going to let people stop listening to us. 2017. Uh, Let's do it again. Baby, let's do it. Episode 170? Yep. Okay, I have a few questions for you that I ask everybody. (laughs) Okay. I forgot to prep you on this. That makes me really nervous because I kind of like to be prepared. Okay, what are you reading right now? Well, (laughs) that's funny. (laughs) Um, I'm not reading anything. Wow. And that is like... You know what I say. I know. Readers are leaders. (laughs) That's right. Right. And I am not a leader right now. You are a leader, but why aren't you reading anything? I'll tell you honestly why I'm not reading anything at all. Um, Because I am remodeling your dream house. Okay. There you go. I'll give it to you. No, for real though. uh, I would say the last month has been... Well, I'll back up. I'll say for me, like as a creative person... Um, I think that there are rhythms of output and rhythms of input. And if you look at like... Well, I know you'll have that plan I didn't even know about, input and output. Yep, constantly. There there are like seasons where I don't listen to music, Mm -hmm. where people are like, hey, what what records are you listening to? And there's a lot of times where I'm like, I'm not listening to anything. I would say right now, this is not a season of any input. None, zero. And it used to stress me out. There was times where, like, you know, I used to feel like, well, I'm I'm not really a true artist or I'm yeah. a loser. I'm not a leader anymore because uh-huh. readers are leaders. Thank you. Right. But now I've become comfortable with it and realizing that this is a season of immense amount of output. You know, we just finished a huge project. We finished a huge conference. We finished our Advent season. And I'm, you know, making my wife's 
DreamHouse awesome. It's just all output. And so there's not any input mm-hmm. right now. Um, and that doesn't stress you out anymore? I mean, it, it hasn't for the last month. It's starting to right now when, you know, like people are asking me, hey, what books are you reading? <laughs> On the Happy Hour podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, that stresses <laughs> me out a little bit. Um, so I know I'll get back into that because I love, you know, I love reading. Mm-hmm. I love books. Um, but right now, I'm not reading one single thing. But actually, I'm reading every once in a while, I'll like Google how to um, <laughs> hang, hang this. Door. Yeah, uh-huh. you're reading Google. Right. I'm reading Everything I Never Told You, um, which I've been wanting to read this for a long time. And I just saw it at Target the other day and um, picked it up for myself. I haven't bought myself a book in a long time. I'm, I'm a not. library. I'm a library I'm reader. Um, but I'm reading that. And so that's what I'm diving into mm-hmm. right now. Yep. I made my goal, in case you're wondering, of 36 books last year. That's a lot, isn't That's it? That's a lot of books. What's funny it's is if you, if you looked at what I read from October to December, it was probably four books. Mm-hmm. Which means I read a lot of books. Well, I read a lot of books last year. I went to Spain. And yeah. I read a lot of books this summer. Yeah. Love it. Um, okay, so I always ask my guests three things they're loving. And this is what I didn't prep you for. No, I got that. That's oh, you got it? Well, I knew and I actually came up with three of my own things, too. I never get to say and so I thought you could ask me after I'm done. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I mean, uh, I'll Aaron, see if Ivy, the transition works. What are three things you're loving right now? These three things are things that you would <clears> want to like text your guy friends and be like, you're not going to believe this. And I think that we have a, a common one. Well, let's just scroll through my texts. <laughs> oh, well, let's not do that. Yeah. Okay, what are three things you're loving? Um, I knew you were going to ask that because of all the podcasts I've listened to that you've done, which has been the vast majority of them. You always ask this question. Number one, I'm loving everything made by Yeti. Oh yes, you are. And so I think every single, um, every single, you know, woman listening should buy a Yeti for their husband or um, friend or father or whatever. or sister. Come on, I have Yeti stuff. All your Yeti I stuff do is have. like my no, I have Yeti my stuff. own coffee mug that's Yeti. Melissa Navarro gave it to me. It's pink. It's, it's pink not really Yeti. monogrammed. It's not really Yeti, though. It's Okay, so pink. you love Yeti things. I love Yeti stuff. So I have a Yeti cooler and a Yeti coffee mug. I'm wearing a Yeti And you're wearing a right Yeti now. hat. <laughs> I really love it, especially being in the country. So Yeti stuff, I love. It keeps your coffee hot for like mm-hmm. seven hours. Or your cold drinks cold. Totally. All right, um, number one is Yeti. What's the second thing you're loving? Second thing I'm loving is... Um, those little sticks that you light and they make the whole house smell awesome. Oh, yeah. What are those called? You need to put them in the show notes. My friend Camille brought you some as a, as a housewarming gift. They're and, amazing. And you do them in your studio a lot. Well, they're all over Austin. It's like like way hipper versions of incense. Incense, yeah. Because incense, it's, it, it's terrible. Which I'll admit, I have not been a fan of these until recently. It's this little stick mm-hmm. about the length of your finger. It looks like a wood chip that you pick up in your yard, honestly. Totally. Yeah. You light it. You blow it out, and the smoke smells amazing. If you like that kind of stuff. And I do. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. It's not yours. Okay. Third thing. Third favorite thing. Um, third favorite thing would be... Um, so I don't usually love Keurig coffee. Oh, uh-huh. Right? No, you don't. You hate my Keurig. I hate the Keurig. I, I think it's terrible coffee. Mm-hmm. But I would say my third thing that I love is the Texas Pecan um, coffee that Keurig makes is it H-E-B H-E-B makes it yeah right and the only reason I'd say I love it is because you love it so much and so I love taking the last Texas pecan little Keurig thing it actually makes me angry at you it makes you so mad 
Because there are a few foods that I like that I won't let the kids have any of. A few? Uh-huh. And, like, I don't want you to have this coffee. It's mine. Right. And I don't know why, like, in this weird, sinister sort of way, it makes me so, like... That's so anti how much you love me. I know. And it has nothing to do with love. It's not, like, like real... It's a game. Vindictive sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But it makes me laugh Mm -hmm. so hard to see, like, me in the kitchen using the last (laughs) Texas pecan curing sort of thing, and then to see your face and you just be so angry. It really is my favorite coffee. And and we have all of the coffee curing cup things in this container, and then there's a box in the pantry with extra. And there was no Texas pecan in the container today, so I went through that box and found myself one. But when it's I made so your weird. coffee to take it's you so out, weird. when you, you were, didn't use Texas pecan. when you were working on the fire pit, I did not because I know. that's I my it. coffee. It was like San Antonio blend or yeah. something stupid. Oh, that's funny. Well, what's your favorite three? Things? Okay, thank you for asking. I never thought you would, and I thought we would have a similar one. It's just you didn't think hard enough. Really? One thing I'm loving right now is that we've been binge watching Making a Murderer. Mm. Like as soon as we get done with this, we're going to watch it. It's amazing. So Making a Murderer, I started seeing it over people's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere over the holidays. And usually when stuff like that happens, I'm always like, eh. If everyone's talking about it, I usually am not wanting to get on the bandwagon yet. But it just kept happening. I was getting texts from girlfriends like Megan McCam. It was like, you got to watch this. So anyhow, we started watching it and we cannot stop. No, last night we watched three episodes. Yeah, we went to bed at 2 a.m. It's about a case. uh, It's real. It's real life. It's a documentary. Steve Avery. Uh, Avery? Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery. Nonfiction. Um, Yeah, and it is... If you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about the best book I read in 2015, which I was going to ask you yours, but you might not have read that many this year. Like I read 36. Why, why, do, you, why would you throw <laughs> in the bus like that? The best book I read this last year was Just Mercy. Um, and literally, it would be the book that I would say everyone must read if you're going to read a book. Right. Um, the year before is Girls Like Us about sex trafficking. It's just these issues. And so this book, Just Mercy, was all about the injustice of the justice system. Basically, if you're a poor minority woman... Um, young, uneducated, you're just not going to get the same justice mm-hmm. that a middle class, white, right. educated person would get. And this, like, kind of put legs to it. Yeah. Where you're like, whoa, this is, this actually happened. I mean, people are watching it and going, this can't be happening. Right. And people that work in this Innocence Project stuff or have read Just Mercy or work in this industry are like, guys, wake up. Well, while I'm watching it, I have to constantly say, like, wait, this is real. Exactly. This is not a movie. Yeah. This is real. Yeah. This happened. It's a really, really great so documentary. So I highly recommend so it. Good. That's uh, mine too. My third one is not... Texas Pecan? No, it's that one. I could take Texas Pecan for mine. Fine. Um, another one of mine is having a fireplace. Mm, so fun. We have a, hi- we have a fireplace. <laughs> That was Aaron just making fun of me because <laughs> one, of my, one of my filler words it's so fun. is if the conversation dulls down so and I'm trying to think about where we go next, <laughs> it I sometimes go, so fun. So fun. So Aaron was making fun of me just then. Um, I love having a fireplace and I want to be able to, my goal is- To make a fire? To make a fire. You can't make a fire. I ch- we lived here for two weeks. Every day I try. You cannot make a fire. And I have never succeeded. Not once. Jamie, I even bought you the fire starter bag, the little bag of fire starters. You take- Two fire starters. You put them in an X. Light it. Boom. Fire. Yeah. It doesn't happen. That boom fire thing doesn't happen for me. Like you were 
my in-laws are here and you and your parents and the kids were all gone and I came home last night to an empty house and you, I was you, like you took a picture you no. sent me a picture so I'm like, of a fire I'm gonna start a fire so I did the thing I put the things in the X I started them I did it all I sat down to read my book and there was a fire and I took a picture and sent it to you and I was like dang girl two minutes later gone no fire no fire but I love having a fireplace. We lit our fireplace on Christmas Day and had the AC running because it was not degrees, cold. 63 degrees, girl. Yep. <laughs> um, but I'm loving that. Um, I have another one I'm loving. I ordered some prints from our house. And I ordered them from a company that is, I didn't know it at the time, honestly, that's run by Emily Lex and I think a couple other people. And she was actually on the show. Yep. Jones Design. But it's called Maker Plus Ink. So would you say Maker and Ink? Yeah. I yeah, because it says Maker Plus Maker Ink. And ink. Maker and Ink. Like Second Bar and Kitchen. Does it have a plus sign? Second Bar Plus Kitchen. Does it have a plus sign My in the thing? restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I know. It has a plus sign. Okay. So Maker and Ink. Um, I ordered some prints. And that's my new thing. I have some prints in my house from Thirsty Hearts. From all different kinds of places. But Maker is and Ink is my new Is this one you just ordered? Yeah. With the the laundry. cow? No. Oh, the cow. I should tell them that. Which one did you just order? Uh, Meg Dirksen's coming on soon, and she sells prints. And this, I got the cow print from her. I got a right. huge cow print that's going in our maker and ink is the laundry room one that I ordered, and then the one that says "Rise and Shine and Give God the Glory" love that, that I'm going to put in the kids' bathroom. Yep, I love it. I'm loving prints. I just got to get them framed. Mm-hmm. Is that two or three? That was three. That was three. Oh, I had a fourth one running down. Can I do a fourth one because it's my show? Um, I will allow it. The one thing, other thing I'm loving is FOB. Yep. Explain to everybody what FOB is. We instill FOB usually every holiday. Spring break, summer vacation, holiday vacation. Anytime the kids are home for any time longer than three days, FOB comes around. FOB is from camp. I think I did this at either Canacuck. I think they do it at Pine Cove. It probably means different things. Flat on back, feet on bunk. I don't yeah. know. At the Ivy House, it just means you got to be on your bed, and you have two choices. Sleep or you read. Read or keep your mouth shut. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. For an hour. Yep. And it is the best. It's it calms amazing. the kids down. It gets them reading. F-O-B. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wished I had F-O-B every day. I honestly wish someone would make me have F-O-B, right? Right. Sometimes when they have F-O-B, I do it as well. But Aaron Ivy, thanks for coming on the happy hour. Thanks for um, making an exception to your all-female rule. Thank hey, you. well, you're always welcome, and I really do like our conversations because I think it's good for the women that listen to hear from a man that loves his wife and supports her and loves Jesus. So thanks for being that guy. Completely. I'm so proud of you. I have so many other good questions as well. Let's keep going. You might, we're not going to keep going because people are like, <laughs> okay, my drive to work is over. It's been an hour. Uh, but maybe you'll come back sooner than later. I would love to. Thanks answer some of these me. questions because it was a really good one too that I forgot about about you supporting me in a different way so anyhow well that just makes me curious and it makes everybody else curious too just do it real quick it's not a quick 30 one 30 seconds 30 seconds yeah try to do it in 30 seconds okay so this girl sent me a Facebook message and she said I know you've talked about before about your fear of Aaron cheating on you okay this is not a 30 second answer exactly I told you but now I've said it she what's just, the question she just said I have that fear as well, and sometimes I act crazy. How does Aaron love you through that? 30 seconds. Well, what? How do I love you through your fear of me cheating on you? Yeah. Well, I try every single day to demonstrate to you that you are the most important human friendship and relationship that I have on this planet. And knowing that you struggle with that, 
I try to like curve everything towards that. Just like you would if you knew I had a big struggle. When you in my say life. curve, it's not like you kind of like you're like bit like walking on eggshells. No, I mean I don't want to like you know over um, communicate that to you, but I know that that is your bent. Mm-hmm. So if that's your bent, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna always make sure that I'm making it clear to you that I'm not gonna leave you mm-hmm. and I love you. Mm-hmm. That's good. That was 30 seconds. How many seconds was it really? I don't know. 28 for sure. Yeah. Well. Hey, for real. Thanks for joining me on the happy hour. <laughs> now we're gonna go down and uh, watch making of a murderer. Will you build me a fire? I will build you a fire. I'm always like, will you build me a fire and make me a drink? <laughs> you do both of those very it's, well. It's always the opposite order because you know how long it takes me to build a fire. Yeah, make a drink and then build a fire. Right. And then watch Making a Murder. All right, let's go. Let's okay, next week, Corey Robertson will be here. We got lots of great guests coming up this year. Guys, honestly, thanks for listening. Uh, you are the reason that this show happens. Um, Rachel Hollis is coming, Stephanie Holden, um, Danielle from Against All Grain. Lots of great guests coming up. And I would love to hear from you. Find me on Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy. Aaron Ivy is on Instagram at Aaron Ivy. At on, Aaron Ivy ATX. Oh, on Instagram you got that ATX thing? Yeah. On Twitter you're at Aaron Ivy. Some other Aaron Ivy in the world. Well, has, on Twitter I'm at Jamie underscore what Ivy. in the world? Let's find them. I know. Let's find them and take them on a Segway tour. <laughs> Around their hometown. They'll hate their life. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Have a great week.